Welcome to Trivia with Will and Reed, the trivia game from Over the Radio. We've got questions and hopefully you've got answers, so grab a pen and paper and play along. You'll either know a bunch or learn a lot. Either way, you're a winner. All right, welcome into your trivia with Will and Reed. I'm Will Ockamy. That is Gelderman there, pushing all the buttons and making the whole thing run. Ashby is here. She is the intern for the morning show. She's going to be our special guest tonight. Uh, her friend Ella has joined us as well. Our friend Nick, it's a packed house. It's going to be a good one. And joining us via the phone, there's really futuristic stuff here. It's Reed Lockme. Welcome to the show, Reed. Hello. Hello, everybody. What's up? Um, all right, so I've set this up for all the listeners, of course, and uh, for everybody here in the studio. But here's what I did. I hosted multiple games this week since you're out of town. And the players at the Electric and Bluff Park at the beginning of the week did so well and seemed to enjoy the game so much that I said to them, like, hey, let me know. I'm hosting this game again, you know, tomorrow at Diplomat Deli in Vestavia. If no one's going to be at that game that's here, it's totally cool if you are. I was like, let me know. I've got another game if we need. I was like, I'll give them the exact same game and kind of compare. And then we'll do it on the radio show and so test everybody's scores against each other. So here's what we're dealing with. At the electric, the high score was 96. The low score was 71. Then, as I predicted, and I told Liam this on Wednesday, I said, I bet there will be a team that gets 100. Because I went through the game, I was like, if they score this and this, and they might miss this and this. And sure enough, the winning score was 100. At the dip. At the dip. And the low score there was 80. So, yeah, I know. Okay. So anyway, uh, let's go through and see how you guys do. Um, So round one, question one. And Ella, here's how we're going to do this. Uh, We'll ask these questions. Don't say anything yet while I ask them. Take a quick, like, let people pause if they're listening to, uh, you know, HD radio or the podcast, of course, and then we'll talk about what we think the answers are. Okay, so question number one, what does SPF stand for? So as far as, like, the stuff you put on, right, when you go to the pool, or what does SPF stand for? Question number two, the website, yet another hierarchically officious oracle, is better known by what name? There's a website. Yet another hierarchically officious oracle. It's better known by what name? And then question number three, in the UK, the day after Christmas is known as what? All right, those are the questions in round one. So uh, listeners of the podcast, go ahead and pause really quick. Now you guys discuss. What do you think uh, the answers might be there? All right. All right, Gelderman, you want to maybe be the captain of this ship here and kind of direct us? Yeah, of course. So the... Second two questions I feel relatively comfortable with. Okay. So which one do we want to tackle first? Let's do the second one first. All right. You feel super confident about that one. What's it What's it called again? Uh, so the second one is the website Yet Another hier- Hierarchically Officious Oracle is better known by what it's name? It's got to be Yahoo. It's got to yeah. be Yahoo. Right? Okay. Spells out Yahoo. Right there. And yep. then the third one is... In the UK, the day after Christmas is known as what? Boxing Day, right? Yes, okay. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, that's when Perfect. everyone fights after Christmas. That's right. Boxing Day. Okay. Now the big one, um, SPF. Son. I've got an idea on this. Uh, Ashby, what do you guys think about this? Okay. Sun protection. Sun protection. Sun protection formula. There you go. <laughs> okay, I think the F is maybe going to be factor. That sounds more realistic. 
Wait, what is I feel it? Like it's sun? Be, I think it's going to be Sun Protection Factor. Okay. What do we think? All right. Well, because it, cha- it changes in number. It, it changes in its number value, right? So there's like SPF 10, 30, 50. Yeah. It's mm. good thinking. And I'm playing a lot of pickleball this week, and I've been thinking quite a bit about SPF and uh, sunscreen and whatnot. I think it's going to, because I've been thinking about like what's that weird you know, way of like how you calculate what does a 70 SPF mean? I, th- I think it's factor. I think it's sun protection factor. But let's make that our one point question. That sounds good. All right. Sounds good. So I'll say this, um, which whatever, I just want you guys to keep this in mind. For you to get the 100 points that I have predicted you guys are going to score. We got to go for 11. I'm not saying, I'm not pressuring you at any point. I'm just saying like, know what you know. And there was a team last night at the dip that only missed one question the entire game, but they got 90 something because they didn't feel confident or whatever. So I'm just... and will. Is there any truth to the rumor that David Goodwin's team was the low score at the dip last night? Uh-huh. <laughs> Ooh. It's, it wouldn't be bad if they were because it still was 80. I don't know. Yeah. I, there were a lot of it, big numbers both at the electric and the dip. So it was uh, a lot of teams to keep up with. What I, I don't think we want to have is a zero in the opening round. So I, I say we go one for that one and try to get our nine. I agree. There. I agree. So do we okay. want to do five for Yahoo? And three for boxing. Yep. That sounds good. I like it. Okay. Um, yeah. So starting off with nine points, that's correct. Sun protection good. factor, Yahoo, of course, and Boxing Day. So nine points. Dang it. All right. Uh, let's look at round two. Here we go. Question number one. Uh, a pre-deal poker payment is called what? So before the deal, the payment that you make when you're playing poker, that's called what? Okay. Uh, question number two. Think outside of the bun. That was a slogan used by what national fast food chain? I guess really international, but I was just pointing out it's not a local thing. All right. uh, And then question number three, what was the name of the Grinch's dog? All right. Those are your questions in round two. You guys uh, think about that while listeners may pause if they want that time. All right. What you got? All right. So I think the third one's definitely Max. That one's definitely Max. All right. And the first one. It's a buy-in. It, that's what I thought it was, buy-in. a buy-in for poker. Now, the second one, I'm not as sure. Could you oh, no, hang on question? a second. Are we sure that that's not going to be an ante? Oh. Read uh, Nick in here. Uh, he said, wait a minute. Are you sure that's not ante? Because I heard Nick say buy-in. But I'll once tell you again, this, uh, to, be, to be fair as well, I will tell you what I told both of the uh, different nights, the teams. I almost used this as my spelling question. For round three, okay, but I did. So I think it's going to be an. I think it's going to be an ante. Yeah, ante's got to be. Yeah. Wasn't okay. that a? But now what? what sorry, about wasn't that a question? New York Times mini crossword question recently? No, oh, my bad. That's pr- that's where I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, okay. maybe in theory, that's where I would have gotten. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, All right. So, what about the second question, though? Yeah. So, think outside of the bun. What fast food chain used that as their slogan? I don't know. I was going to say Cinnabon. But that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I, so I think it's going to have to be like a major fast food restaurant that doesn't do burgers primarily, right? So not your McDonald's, not your Burger King or Wendy's. So maybe like a KFC. So Reed saying, yes, yeah, so a place that doesn't have buns normally. like a Right. So like something like a Kentucky Fried Chicken or a yeah. Taco Bell or something. Right? I like both of those. Those are the two I'm thinking about. Is it Taco Bell or Kentucky Fried Chicken? Well, it sure kind of seems... Okay. 
it does seem sort of like the edgy kind of marketing that Taco Bell would do. Um, I hate to say maybe I'm old enough to remember this campaign. What, when, when was it, Will? There's no year on this. It's just oh, a okay. past slogan. It was a very popular slogan they used for years. Okay. I, you know, I think it could be either of those two. Um, All right. So I'm going to vote Taco Bell, but I'm okay yeah. with going other way. Why don't we just do it democratically? What do you guys think? What are I your say votes? We just go ahead and go Taco Bell. All right. Yeah. Okay. So there's uh, how do you guys want to wager on this one? One point for Taco one for Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. Okay. Five for Max. Yeah, I, like I already told you the answer for the first one. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Another nine points. It was Taco Bell. Great. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. All right. Round three. Here we go. We always start this one with a spelling question. Uh, so mm-hmm. question number one, spell scintillating. So like a shiny, something that's bubbly or shiny. Read that's your a, up. That's the action. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, yeah. Number two is who did the U.S. buy Florida from? And then question number three, in 1980... The World Health Organization declared what global disease eradicated? Oh, okay. I feel like I know that. Um, right. Okay. You guys discuss. All right. I think Florida might have been, is it Spain? Mm-hmm. It's Spain. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And surely the 1980, what was eradicated, I want to say it was smallpox, um, which is maybe now not so eradicated as we want small, but I think it's got to be, oh, or is it going to be polio maybe? I think maybe smallpox. What do you guys think? I think smallpox is a good answer. Yeah, I like smallpox. Okay. I feel like polio maybe still exists in places uh, to an extent greater than smallpox. All right, scintillating. Um, I think it starts with SC. Uh, any thoughts on that? Me too. I think it's SC. Maybe an E next? Or is it an I? <laughs> I think it's S-C-I. S-C-I? I think it's S-C-I. And then the only question is, is it two L's or one? S-C-I-N-T-I-L-L-A-T-I-N-G? Can we get the definition of the word? <laughs> yeah, bu- <laughs> a sparkly, bubbly. That's like, yeah. yeah, an object that is sparkly or sparkling or bubbling. I do not think I'm a particularly good speller, but I would say S-C-I-N-T-I-L-L-A-T-I-N-G. That would be my guess. All right. But I would say one point for that. All right. So that's those are your answers? That's your wagers? Yes. Yeah, one point for that. And what's our five point? It doesn't matter because you got nine points. All right. Let's oh, go. Okay, okay. Yeah. I know. Y'all are okay. no, I don't think any chance of getting the 100 at this point. We don't? I don't think because you, you have to go for 11 to... Rats. You've, you've gotten every All right. question. All right. Well, uh, what is this? A perfect score is like 108, 108 right? Yeah. So I guess we're you could. six points. Yeah, we're, we're okay. still 100 to still. But here's the thing. I'm just shooting for beating David Goodwin's uh, low score of 80. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a very quick break so Gelderman can go ahead and tally up uh, your point total. So far, it won't be that difficult. So we'll be back momentarily. We're listening to Trivia with Will and Reed, the trivia game from O Brother Radio. We've got questions, and hopefully you've got answers, so grab a pen and paper and play along. You'll either know a bunch or learn a lot. Either way, you're a winner. If you have an event coming up, maybe an office party, let us know. We can come out and have trivia there at your event. For more information, email us at will at behammountainradio.com. All right, Gelderman, how are you guys doing so far? Lots doing, of math there. Yeah, pretty dang good. Uh, it's multiplying nine by three. So we are at 27 points. All right. 
Very yeah. nice. Well, let's continue on. Uh, so round four, Reed does a round of analogies. I do not, but I do have an analogy here just in the first one. Batman is to Robin as Sherlock Holmes is to Blink. Okay, question number two. Sally Ride was the first American woman to do what? And then question number three, Charlie and Martin Sheen's actual last name is what? What was their last name at birth? Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen. All right, so listeners on the podcast, pause now. And uh, you guys, what do you think? All right. Gelderman looked like he felt good about the first one. Sherlock yes. Holmes. Sherlock Holmes and John Watson. Yep. Awesome. Okay, for sure. And then Sally Ride. Is it, is it definitely John Watson, Gelderman? I thought so. Maybe we just Maybe say so. Watson. Just I safe. just recently read Hound of the Baskervilles. Oh, well, then let's go with... I, but here's the thing. Let's just say Watson, because Watson is a totally legit answer. I don't think we have to dictate like what the first name is. Watson should be good enough, I think. Then let's say Watson. All right. Watson okay, it is. Just say Watson. Okay. Sally Ride. You all know Sally Ride? Yes. She's first... A, what? You got it. Space. Yeah. Yep. First woman to go to space. Perfect. Indeed. Yep. And then... What's the last name of these Sheens? Machines. Anybody have an idea? Yeah, do you guys I have know? no clue whatsoever. Right. Are they related to Emilio Estevez? So that was actually my thought, too. They are related to Emilio Estevez, and I've never understood why his name is Emilio Estevez. Maybe we should just guess Estevez and make it our one-point answer. I'm good with that. But do we Let's want make, to go for 11? I don't think so, because... The Estevez thing, I don't feel confident about. All right. So, All right. and let's let's go three points on Watson. Yes, and then five for Sally Ride, one for Estevez. Yep. There you go. Uh, nine points. Oh, All right. Hey, uh, yeah. Doctor Watson's what I have, but Watson counts, and his name was John Watson. Yeah. Look at that, uh, Sally Ride. Good call, Gelderman. Yeah, first uh, <laughs> American woman to travel to space. Some people put. Like they thought that was Crystal McCullough. No, but either way, she did. Oh. Sally Ride did ride uh, to space on the Challenger, both of her missions, 83 and 84. So, oh, yeah. I didn't know it was the Challenger. How about that? Yep. Uh, Charlie Estevez, Martin Estevez. Yeah. And Emilio decided to keep, keep his birth name. So he is Good the other. Emilio. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, okay. Round five, question number one. Always start with a state slogan here. What state slogan or nickname is the North Star State? Okay. Mm. Ashby shook her head yes, but then made a mm. Mm, questioning noise. Mm. After that. Uh, number two, who was the first person to sign the Declaration of Independence? Okay. And then question three, how many pounds are in a ton? I'll give you some options. 2,000, 2,200, or 2,400. little controversy over this one. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, when I'm, what I'm asking here is how many pounds from the imperial system that we use, the dumb... Not the metric system, uh, of course, because it's a pound. How many pounds are in a ton, T-O-N, which is the word that we use in the United States uh, to describe this thing? It's not described as an imperial ton or a metric ton. I can't wait to hear things. what the controversy was here. That's, yeah, you know, that's me fascinating. too. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll tell you after this. Okay. All right. So, uh, you guys now discuss what, uh, what do you think the answers are. Okay. So the North Star State, uh, who signed? Who's mm-hmm. the first person to sign? Declaration of Independence and a ton. Now, Look, I mean, a ton is 2,000 pounds. Everybody knows that, right? Right, right. Yeah. I just don't think there's a... I, 
Okay, so I think that's going to be some weird knowledge that someone had about different definitions of ton. So we're going to say 2,000 for that. Um, and then North Star State. Does anybody have an idea here? Nick, you got anything? North Star State? What is it? Yeah. Alaska? Yes. I'm good with just right. saying Alaska. <laughs> okay. That sounds like something. Alaska? It was Lynn Manuel Miranda who first signed the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> That's true. I was there. Yep. It happened. You were in the room I, where it happened. I was in the room where it happened, indeed. What, what do we think the first signer is? Um, Somebody, for sure. <laughs> was, I think it's John Hancock. That's what I was I mean, thinking. Because the signature is so big, right? It leads you to believe before anyone else wrote it down. Maybe he just didn't understand like how large it was supposed Maybe to be, and that's why understand. it was so big. That's my okay. I mean, he's definitely the most famous signer outside of like the ones you would have heard of. But I mean, I would I would say Hancock. Let's go with that. I don't. Okay, but what are we going to make our one pointer, Alaska? Because I definitely don't feel confident about that. Yeah, let's go five for two thousand. Yep. Three for. Okay. Hancock. Hancock, and then one for Alaska. Yeah. I like it. All right, you got eight points there. All right. So Minnesota. Oh. Minnesota is yeah. the North Star State. Uh, John Hancock, of course, yeah, that's why now the words are the name that goes with signature. Give me your John Hancock. Uh, and then, yeah, a ton ah. is 2,000. So here's what happened. I read the question just like, you know, just normal. How many pounds are in a ton at the electric? And one of your students, Reed, uh, or former student, uh, I, said, I totally know exactly fine. which one it was. Just Boom, came yeah. up and said, hey, are we talking about just to clarify, we're talking about the imperial system, not metric. And I said, yep, that's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And everybody seemed to get it right. So then just to be fair, since I had said that at the electric, I read the question normally at the dip, but then said, and look, because someone asked last night, just to be clear, we're not talking about metric. We're talking about imperial. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it turns out that in Europe, there is the metric ton which is t-o-n-n-e right and it's like the equivalent of 2220 pounds but then there's also this weird thing they call a long tongue long ton which is they refer to it as the imperial ton having nothing to do with our system huh. and it's 2240 yeah well and it's a song yeah, yeah i am i am shocked that Minnesota is not the land of a thousand lakes. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, so there you go. So 2,000 was the thing, but that's why I had to clarify. And I did say, look, I didn't give 2,240 as one of the options, yeah. but still a couple of teams, and they showed me. They're like, look, I know they, I, they're scientists, apparently, and they're like, I know what an imperial ton is. It's this much. And I was like, okay, fine, because I'd said it. That's well, called knowing too much. Yeah. Um, okay, so here we go. Round six, the most popular round. You don't have to score this. You just have to come up with three answers. If you get one right, you get five points. If you get two right, you get eight points. If you get three right, you get nine. If you get the top three in any order, you get 11 points. Here it is. Based on data from 2019, so pre-pandemic, the top 10 most visited national parks, according to parkchasers.com, in the U.S. are what? The most visitors in that one year what okay. you're trying to get three out of the top ten, but you're really trying to get the top three in any order. Okay. Huh. So Here Yosemite. We go. Yosemite. Yosemite. Sure. I like that. Um, in California, that makes a lot of sense. I think maybe I'm thinking about Smoky Mountains Ooh, because of yeah. 
proximity to Eastern Seaboard where a lot of people are able to get there. Okay. And then, of course, Yellowstone comes to mind. I was thinking Yellowstone. I like Smokies, though. Smokies is good. All right. So and Yellowstone I, and Smokies for sure. I like Yosemite, though, because you think about California, a lot of people living in that area. Yeah. You know, Grand Canyon is something you think about, but that's awfully remote, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not easy to get to. Um, and then, like, there's, you know, like, Everglades, like, places like that, but that's who would want to go to Florida, especially nowadays. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, maybe those three. Yeah, I think we just use those three. Okay, yeah, and a little short on time, too. So, the, do we okay. go with those three? Let's go with those three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to give point value. So, here we go. Number one, by a very large margin, with 14.1 million visitors that year, is Great Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two with 5,000, just over 5,000, was Zion National Park. Oh, no. Number three with 4.8 million, Yellowstone National Park. So that's okay. two of yours. Uh, then I won't give the numbers here, but going down from that, Grand Canyon National Park, Rocky Mountain huh. National Park, Acadia no. National Park, Grand Teton okay. National Park, Yosemite National Park. So there you have that at uh, eight. And then after that, Indiana Dunes National Park. Okay. And Never heard of it. Glacier National Park. Those are the top ten. All right. So you guys got nine points on that one. Let's take a quick break. Gelderman will tally up the points, and we'll come back and see how you guys are doing. You are listening to Trivia with Will and Reed, the trivia game from O Brother Radio. We've got questions, and hopefully you've got answers, so grab a pen and paper and play along. You'll either know a bunch or learn a lot. Either way, you're a winner. If you have an event coming up, maybe an office party, let us know. We can come out and have trivia there at your event. For more information, email us at will at behammountainradio.com. All right, Gelderman, how's it going? Again, I predicted 100. I would be shocked if you got less than 90. Where are you now? We are at 53. 53 through six rounds. Through six rounds. We've only missed one question, I'm pretty sure. I think that's right. Yeah. And remember, there was a team that scored in the 90s last night that only missed one question as well. Yeah. So, all right, round seven, question number one. What year did the Titanic sink? I'll give you some options. Was it 1894, 1912, or 1924? All right. All right. Question number two. Paul McCartney wrote uh, what Beatles song for John Lennon's son? He wrote it for him, to him, kind of as a letter. Uh, and the son's name was Julian, by the way. Uh, question number three. Kelly Clarkson was the first ever winner of American Idol. But who was the second? Not who came behind her like in that season, but in season two, who won the grand prize? All right. Those are your questions for round seven. Pause if you're listening podcast okay. you guys think about it what you got titanic i could have told you who finished second behind her which was justin guarini uh, also known as little sweet <laughs> uh, yeah which people were shocked at both games when i told them that was a little sweet from the dr pepper commercials oh, they didn't goodness. know that they know no, people don't know from the dr i don't pepper think i knew that yeah i i know sweet? the full story of it now yeah just yeah. from justin um, kelly do we think it maybe does anybody happen to know who won second season of American Idol. Yes, but I forgot. Okay, I'm going to guess maybe it was Ruben Stuttered. Yep. Um, okay, so we'll say Velvet Teddy Bear Ruben. Is that what his, his nickname was, That's maybe? A, that was his nickname. Okay, we're going to say Ruben Stuttered. Um, Titanic, what year? 1912, I think. It is, indeed. What's the second question? Paul McCartney wrote what song for Julian uh, Lennon? Y'all know this? Hey, June. Indeed. Nice call. Yeah, so... 
let's maybe say one point for Ruben Stuttered, and it doesn't matter. Five and we'll see five for Hey Jude and three for nineteen twelve. Nine points again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Julian, uh, you know, was on the show last year. He had the album Jude come out in uh, twenty twenty two. Nice. Yep. Uh, all right. Round eight. Question number one: What evangelist created Methodism or the Methodist movement? Question okay. two. Uh, diam- the diameter of a basketball hoop is what? 14 inches, 16 inches, or 18 inches? Ooh. And then question three, who was the military, the American military officer that switched sides and fought for the British during the American Revolution? Oh, okay. Those are your questions in round eight. What you got? Okay. Uh, what do we know, guys? Anybody have a thing they know here? So who created the Methodist Church, basically, the Methodist movement? I have no clue. Anybody got any I idea? I feel like that's going to be John Calvin, maybe. That's what I was thinking. John Calvin sounds right. Yeah, okay, I think that's I don't right. know that. Okay, we'll say John Calvin for that. Um, what about the, the fellow who was a traitor? I don't know that. Neither I think do it's I. Benedict Arnold. Oh yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Benedict Never mind. Arnold. Read guess. Yeah, Benedict Arnold for that. And then uh, the diameter of a basketball hoop is how many inches? Fourteen, sixteen, or eighteen? I was thinking fourteen, but then the other options, I have no clue. I'm not typically measuring basketball hoops. I don't know. I mean, I think at a carnival, maybe fourteen inches yeah, would be the right answer. I did actually say uh, I'm talking about a standard real basketball hoop, not one at six points. Yeah. What were the two the other two options? 16? 16 14, and 18. Yeah, 14, 16, 18. Do you know this? We should. Did you play 16? basketball, yeah. right? Uh, I know. Well, Ashby played until she tore her ACL right. for okay. the one time. Call me out. <laughs> yeah, second time. Oh, my gosh. Um, I thought it was 18, but I'm okay going 16. Yeah. 18 was my thought as well. Because mm. I think it's pretty forgiving. Um, and you know, basketballs are pretty, pretty large. I don't know. I definitely don't feel confident about that. I would make that for one point, but I would say 18 for one point. Yeah. I think, it, yeah. I think it's 18. That sounds good. Let's say, uh, five for Benedict Arnold, three for Calvin and one for 18. All right. You got a rare six points. Wow. Ooh. Uh, the Methodism was created by John Wesley. Oh, Wesley, yeah. I remember this this weird, uh, there's a statue of him, yeah, 100%. There's a statue of him (laughs) in Savannah, Georgia. And, you know, I've been there a few times. I've taken the tours or whatever. And I was trying to write the game. I was like, I wonder what all those statues were. And immediately I was like, oh, there's the John Wesley one, the Methodist guy. Whatever, that's how I wrote that. We should have just said that John guy. (laughs) (laughs) John, just Uh, John. Yeah, 18 inches is correct. And, of course, don't ever be a Benedict Arnold. So there you go. All right, here we go. In the bonus round, uh, read one of the players last night at the dip walked up to me and said, "Mm, you think you made this one a little too easy? Talking about this bonus question. I was like, well, I realize now that it's easy, but, you know. Okay, so bonus round uh, worth three points per correct answer. You can only give five answers. If you know them all, you can go for 20, but if you miss one, you get zero. Okay, so there are six different types of pieces in chess. Of course, the queen, she rules everything. What are the other five? Okay, and there's a guy at the dip game, of course. (laughs) There's a guy who runs the night school, which is the chess school for Birmingham, who was at the game last night. I was like, well, of course. He's like, please, (laughs) challenge. 
you know, so we'll start with the knight, even though yeah. I think technically the horsey. Um, <laughs> that is the technical, the technical term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we'll say knight, and you you gave us queen. We just have to name yeah. the others. Well, yeah. King. Okay. So guys, what are sure. king? I like that. Pawn. Bishop. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then rook. Yep. Those are the five. Let's go for twenty. All right, you got 20 there. Also, it was pointed out to me by folks at the dip uh, that the bishop can technically be called the castle as oh, well. Yeah. Huh. So, okay. Oh, you mean the rook, man? The rook. Right? Sorry, the rook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. The one can be called the horsey, right? The horsey? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the horsey and, yeah, the castle for the rook. So. That's the official name of the knight. Okay, so go. 20 points there. Gelderman, what was our final? 88. Oh, hey, that's not bad. It's not bad at all, but two away from 90. I know. We could have had but it, guys. We could have had it all. Color me shocked, but, but remember, again, it's all about your betting. And it's, it's eight points Play better than game. David Goodwin. Yeah. <laughs> that's always true. All right, good stuff. Uh, you guys go subscribe to the podcast, Trivia with Will, and read, of course, rate and leave a review as well. I promise we're going to start reading those back uh, before too long. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, once we go ahead and fact check, make sure it's not just our family. That's, that's the important stuff. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, of course, Ashby will be back co-hosting again next week. I think maybe while Reed is still out. Ella, yeah. thanks so much for playing. Gelderman, great job as always. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. All right. Here we go.